Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have you seen, have you eaten your pea soup? Your cold peas? Alice was eating cold peas. If you'd like to see, where's your cold pea dish? There it is. It's over there. I like eating leftovers. It's delicious looking. Those of you who wonder how she married this and how she goes through this day to day and continues not to take an early exit uh, voluntarily from this life, this is what she lives for. Cold peas that were um, coagulated in old salt. I assume dog urine and whatever else it is. And that's what she munched on for sustenance today. That's what makes her continue for another day as she wears jeans and another summer day because she rarely wears shorts, even though she has nice little leggies, but nope. (laughs) I like wearing jeans. I'm comfortable and long. When I uh, catch my heart attack and you guys jump on match.com, make sure you look for a woman who enjoys misery in bulk. That is Alice Shattuck, and that was her pea dinner, even though my brother made delicious um, delicious chicken, but she won't eat it because it's on the bone, even though you, like the idea is to eat around the bone, but it doesn't exist for her because I don't know, because she learned to eat from, uh, she was raised by velociraptors, and she could only rip stuff completely apart, I guess. But that is uh, Alice for you. Oh, Why am I being viciously attacked? Today? You're not being viciously attacked. I'm yeah. celebrating you. We are on, it's Labor Day, well, it's Sunday, 
and we are in New, New England, northern New England. All of, many of you have already made fun. Oh, this is my dad's squirrel friend. Um, his name is Red. He was a red uh, squirrel, and he was my dad's squirrel friend. Don't push me. There's and, a reason uh, why I don't sit next to you normally. And my, my squirrel has passed away, and so has my dad, unfortunately. But it reminds me, actually, of this is my family house in Vermont. Uh, if any of you have are low enough and pathetic enough to actually have um, sniffed out the fact that we are away from our place in northern Massachusetts near Newburyport, and any of you are desperate and pathetic enough to actually take the time to um, to have the foresight together to rob our house because we're away, my only request is one, you take everything, and two, torch the house when you're done. Please, just make it easy for us. I, I, but please take everything, including all the trash bags that are in the driveway currently. Um, okay. So, uh, so no, actually, I, I, I was thinking about that. Thinking about this, and this is my family's house, obviously. This is obviously, you know, right? Um, and uh, that's this, this wallpaper who you've, that you've been making fun of, by the way. I've got names of the, you making fun of the wallpaper. Probably from about 1940 and six. Uh, but it reminds me of, and you guys probably all have the same thing, of your my grandparents and um, and people from the seventies and eighties who we used to know in this town in 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 quiet Vermont, and how their way of speaking is 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 gone totally. I mean, some of the older folks still still speak the same language. We had a neighbor came over last night who used to babysit uh, my brother and I when we were just little fellas. Um, you know, forty years ago or more, and um, and the way they speak, like down street. My parents would, my grandparents would go down street, down to the market, down to the store, uh, down towards if there was Shaw's, be down to Shaw's. You go down to Shaw's, or he was, he, he saw him down to Shaw's and things like that. And these just these uh, interesting vernaculars, that, just the way that he used to speak it was interesting. And my dad uh, preserved it as well. It's old. It's it's. You guys probably have the same thing with your grandparents. You've got this old. It depends on where you are. For up here in Vermont, it's this. It's, a, it's an old Yankee way of speaking, a very literate way. They were not really hayseeds or farmers. My family, I guess, uh, on the uh, what's it called? What edge of the middle class did Liz Warren say we were on? Ragged edge. Ragged edge of the middle class. I guess for years, always scraping around the rich people, never among them. My parents, my people were jewelers. Etc. They didn't own jewelry. They uh, sold it to people rich enough to own it. Anyway, so you got this old Yankee way of speaking that they that they spoke with a tiny tinge of Vermont uh, agrarian accent, I guess it is, and maybe it's a it's quaintness. And that's kind of gone because it's not. It, there is such thing as a Vermont accent, gato, that kind of thing uh, that that I say, and sometimes it's kind of like a Maine accent, or more, more. I guess you could say more of a dirty accent. Um, but, but anyway, the way of speaking, you probably have it with your parents as well, or your grandparents. The way they'd say things, the way they'd phrase things were just different, and that's gone now. And now, actually, with the internet, I think that, that all accents will be neutralized. Or, or it will be, uh, or it will be stylized over a great swath. You know, for instance, you would have, you, you know, in the 80s, for instance, or 70s to 80s, I guess it would have been. The San Fernando Valley of California, the Valley Girl accent, 
was a thing. Okay, okay. This is right. It doesn't matter what state. Uh, by the way, if anybody needs two-year-olds who will interrupt you in any state in the union, mine will absolutely. He. This is the, the most crucial thing that's happening in the world right now. Okay, can you go? Excellent. But, so you had like the Valley Girl thing happen in the 70s, and because of movies, movie including the movie Valley Girl, oddly enough, it was it got shopped over to the East Coast and became a thing, and then became a a water um, a watermark stamp for the '80s. The whole gag me with a spoon thing, like that all that whole thing. Um, but but I mean that was organically a West Coast thing. Of course, it spread through, but, but that was with movies. But now with with um, with social media, etc., you have I don't know if it's accents as much because I don't know. Well, you know what? There is an accent. Our kids speak like kids who have been watching the Disney shows. They watch the thing with um, uh, a Rodrigo, Olivia Rodrigo, and the other shows, etc. So our kids have affectations of that. Mm-hmm. They act like that a little bit. Uh, but as far as accents go, and, and I think that accents are being flattened out everywhere. As a matter of fact, I was just watching today a bunch of Beastie Boys in concert and uh, from the 90s from like 1990 1994 uh the year 19 woodstock 99 etc and the dudes sound totally totally like jewish guys from brooklyn which they are they totally they sound like yankees fans um and it's incredible but and but it so blows away how harsh it is to hear it and um and like that's, I think that, that that even hearing that from just twenty years ago now is something that's 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 odd to hear. It's it's odd. I just think that that everybody's coming. And also, you know what else is happening with Zoom meetings, with the idea that everybody's now on the internet. Everybody's a broadcaster now. I think that speech is being flattened that way too because pe- people are learning how to enunciate. People have a better chance of. Having a critical eye on other people who they're hearing and seeing in meetings, etc. I have uh, an ex-girlfriend, Alice, who was actually taken to task um, 18 years ago during a meeting for saying like too much, and it was a, she was in PR at a good PR shop, and she was saying, "Yeah, and like I'm sure that like and it's like and like and like and the person took her to task, her boss took her to task in the meeting and said, "Why do you keep saying that like 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 like?" You're not transitioning whatsoever. You're not. Uh, you're not creating a contrast to something. You're not. It's not a comparison statement. So why are you doing that? It's wholly inefficient for a communications company. And she was wrecked by it. But she, they scared the like right out of her. So I don't know. The the, the reason I get to that the whole. By the way, are you are you will you be joining us today, Alice? I've been only I'm going here. for twenty eight minutes. I don't minutes. know. Well, I don't know really where you're going with this. So well, I'm, li- I'm just listening and enjoying. Well, where you, we haven't show. even talked about what we're going to talk about. Okay. What's in the news right now is you've got the major news stations, including people who I used to trust, including people on social media media who I used to trust, defending Joe Biden's uh, mass exodus, the airlift, the record airlift we've done from Afghanistan, as quite a feat, saying, wow, this really shows something. But in fact, very few of the people that we airlifted out of Afghanistan were the people who we were supposed to be airlifting out of Afghanistan. Very few of them. Everybody else got on planes, but the people who we needed to get on planes. Right. Um, and that's a fair thing to say, including Americans. 
So that whole thing is still an absolute disaster. If you are a progressive right now who's moving on saying, wow, you know what? Okay, they've repackaged it to me as Biden did something really good and it's quite an accomplishment. If you're now thinking that and saying, you know what, that's enough, then it really is. If you're accepting that as whole, then you are not a good person because your incredible laziness and lack of fact-checking or lack of vetting whatsoever um, and at the same time paired with your ability to have a a bullhorn makes you a, a potentially toxic force. And I'm sorry, it does. It does. You don't have to be... You don't have to be... Um, political whatsoever to know, to see what happened in Afghanistan as a disaster because it simply is. Once again, it's like the Challenger exploding. You can make of it all that you want to and dress it up all what that you want to and talk about all of the the uh, secondary benefits, etc., and the hindsight view and how it makes you appreciate the miracle that is spaceflight accepting. Mostly, the effing thing exploded in the sky. That's the big thing. There are all sorts of little little narratives you can write around that. Sure, that's fine. Thought pieces, interesting. But the Afghanistan thing exploded. It is a disaster. And we're finding out how much of a disaster as we go on. So what you're finding in the media today, and that's what I'm seeing mostly, is people talking about the abortion ban in Texas, which to me, actually, Alice, brings back... Memory, I haven't had the abortion debate really since a, for 20 years. I haven't even had the debate. And now I'm finding I'm having to dust it off and say, oh, that's what that was like. Oh, right. We're going to talk about this again now. It's been a while, that's for sure. Because it hasn't really been in the news. I mean, they, there would be like a state law occasionally that would then like get overturned or whatever. But this is like the first new frontier in that sort of thing. Like you say, probably since like... The late '90s, early 2000s, the abortion debate was like a thing, and then it, and then it, you know, sort of went away. Like we haven't really been talking about it in a big way. You petering recently. out? What do you mean petering? <laughs> <laughs> Alice and I are having screwdrivers, by the way. So those of you who are worried These are about, Marys. oh yeah, yeah. But those of you who are worried about our multiple weeks in rehab, that has temporarily been suspended due right. to Labor Day weekend. Due to circumstances on the ground. I think it's fair to say. But yeah, the abortion thing. So my feeling on the abortion thing in Texas is this. Is it's really fascinating. And it's really um, it's really kind of an incredible thing to watch. How somebody has put together a universal um, manipulative device like this that can... Go take an end around creating new laws with this thing, which allows, right, deputizes essentially a group of unnamed people to find somebody who has facilitated abortions after a certain amount of time. And of course, those unnamed people are not an institution or entity as yet that can be described. So they can't be sued or they can't be named in a suit against the attorney general because they don't exist and they're private people. Right. You can't. Tell them stop enforcing this law when nobody's currently enforcing the law. There is no enforcement mechanism to the law. Right. So my feeling is this, is that it is undoubtedly way too cute by half trickery by the right in doing it. 
That said, if you were the left and they came up with this, they'd be like, who cares? doesn't matter. Whatever it takes. That's what it took for the civil rights bill, too. That's what it takes. Sometimes judicial. <laughs> and they'd be absolutely dancing on the graves. So in that sense, I love the fact if you're a, a, a one of these people who has been saying, oh, well, Roe, you have to go with Roe, 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 Roe is trickery as well. It's totally flim-flammery. Right. They it, found the secret right to abortion written into the Constitution by the framers, honey. Exactly. So if that's your thing that you were like, oh, it has to be Roe, 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 Roe. Well, it's actually screw you. our abortion law in the United States is much more uh, based on Casey than Roe anyway. But that's a um, story it, for it, another day. It is funny, too, because I'm also noticing a bunch of people saying, we have the most restrictive abortion laws in this country. It's like Compared to a lot of other countries, that's not true. It's really not. Yeah. In a lot of places, I our new favorite ally, a uh, member of the soon-to-be G8 uh, Afghanistan, the United Emirates of Afghanistan, um, <clears throat> I think that they're going to be uh, a little archaic in their abortion legislation, I would assume. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite genre of tweets is people saying, like, the women of Afghanistan are crying for us right now, just as we are crying for them. Like... No, they're not. They absolutely do not think that the women in Texas are oppressed compared to them. I mean, but I think there's really people out there that think that, that think that having a six-week abortion ban is, like, literally what oppressed women go through or, like, literally the handmaid's tale. It has nothing to do with the handmaid's tale. Nobody is making anybody have sex with anybody. That's what happens in the handmaid's tale. Nobody's forcing you to... uh you know, go have sex or whatever and do this stuff. And there's no reason why. And, you know, and the you, you always get people who then come up with like, there was one on Twitter today that was like, oh, this 13-year-old girl was raped by her grandmother and now she can't get an abortion in Texas. Well, Grandmother? Grandfather. Did I say grandmother? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, but like, most abortions aren't that. So like, Hey, are I'm they hearing saying, an echo. You hearing an echo? Yeah, I am hearing an echo. I don't know why. Are, are the microphones maybe picking it up from our headphones too? Like, are we just too close together, all of it? I don't know. Try it again. I was hearing it when you were talking too. Hello? Okay, now it's gone. Ah, okay. Okay. You, you had your uh, effects on, else. <laughs> I didn't have, I was not in charge of the board. Um. So, 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 so. Stop that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um. What was I even? Okay, so you know if if you're dragging out examples like that of like the most extreme crazy stories that you can think of of why somebody needs to get an abortion or like you know that there's like some medical condition incompatible with life, which the the Texas law makes you know medical necessity exemptions anyway. But um, you know if you're dragging out those examples, then I'm going to assume that you agree that the rest of the abortions shouldn't happen, which is like 99% of them. And so if we're going to agree on that, then great. And I think we should then move forward with uh, laws that cover that. Because if you're going to start dragging out like nuts examples that represent a tiny, tiny, tiny percent of why people get abortions, then, you know, then you should uh, agree with me that that most people don't actually need to get abortions. And uh, and then, you know, once we cover those cases, we'll talk about the edge cases. But I don't think it's fair to represent the debate with, like, the most extreme, absolutely nuts cases. What are you looking at over there? What are you looking doing? at my face from the side, and you're 
in your thing. First no, of all. you're looking at your phone. You're doing something. Well, no, I'm looking at my phone because I wanted to see what the what the shows are talking about. The rest of the Sunday shows. And so you're right. The abortion is in there. And uh, by the way, there's no way they don't they don't tie this into coronavirus. There's no way this doesn't become part of the CDC's public health emergency. Uh, but 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 like so, this face the nation. I just wanted to look at the descriptions for all of the shows. Face the nation says, uh, "Wow." Face the nation says, "What? Sometimes <laughs> I talk like that. Do I always talk like that? Yep. Really? <laughs> Damn it! You guys didn't tell me." We're joined by White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci. Fauci, with the U.S. withdrawal, he was available. Yes, he was. He's going to be on every channel. This is with the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan now complete. Former DNI intelligence Sukor. What's complete? There's nothing complete. We left everybody there. It's, it's all not set. A We're withdrawal. done now. It's in the rearview mirror, Tom. Joe Biden did an amazing job getting everybody out, and that's what they're it's going with. It's not a with. withdrawal. They're not withdrawn. They were left behind. What's well, important yeah. is left behind. Left the behind. With- you know, at uh, the withdrawal at Columbine also- High School, mm-hmm. most of the students weren't shot in 97. That's true. As a matter of fact, it was a rousing success going by this administration's uh, uh, metrics. It's a rousing success. The problem is, is the percentage of people who were left behind is at least 10%. Americans, you can't do that in this country. It's not something you do. There's no movie ever. Where the plot is, somehow they managed to leave 200 Americans behind. That's never a thing anywhere, because it's an effing disaster. But anyway, that's, when the, that's what's on the Sunday show. So that's what they're trying to launder through. That and the coronavirus and the Delta variant, and this, that, and how it's really hitting kids. Good and, news but, from the CDC, though. It's not hitting kids. Right. Well, and isn't that the thing now? Is How many in the last few days, between the Rolling Stone articles and this and that, how many... How many news articles are there about catastrophic facts about this new coronavirus? What's happening in Florida? Kids dying, Louisiana dying, dead, dying, 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 dead. Can't get any rooms because all the beds are taken. This, and they're all being retracted. It's like everything's being taken back. Oh, yeah, by the way, we were wrong about the kids and the dying in the beds and the spike and the coronavirus and the d- difference in Delta variant. And, like everything. Yeah, it's like you just have to, at this point, any new news story that happens, you just have to wait like 48 hours and see because they could all turn out to be um, completely fake. So, like, for example, you were talking about the um, the Rolling Stone story. So there was this Rolling Stone story a few days ago where they were saying that, um, you know, all the cases of ivermectin poisoning, they found some doctor who told like a local news station that um, because all of the uh, cases of ivermectin poisoning and overdoses, including like people who'd gone blind. Now, hold on. Okay. Before you go any further, ivermectin, just from glancing, skimming, I don't have enough time to do this all week, but from skimming, because I have callers about this on the radio show, just from skimming what I see in the media about it, this is a medicine for intestines for pigs and cows, and that's what it's for. And some psychotic conservatives who are crazy and hate uh, vaccines are eating intestine cleaner. That's what I'm told, Alice. Yes or no? Mm -hmm. No. And I actually wrote a piece on Tom's Substack about this. You can find it at tomshaddock.substack.com. Ivermectin is a medicine. It's an antiparasitic. It's used um, 
in much of the developing world for parasitic infections. It also might potentially have some antiviral and anti-inflammatory properties. They basically, in a lab environment, found it killed COVID cells. It's not really showing much of an impact in a lot of studies on COVID infections. I mean, I don't know. Does it work for COVID? I don't know. But it's a human medicine that comes in human form. It also comes in a livestock form. But because some pharmacists and everything aren't filling the prescriptions anymore for the human form because they're so mad the conservatives are taking it instead of getting vaccines (laughs) that um, they're the people are not able to fill the prescriptions and they are turning to buying the version from the livestock stores, which, you know, then is harder to dose correctly. So there have been maybe some calls to poison control. I don't know that there's been any cases of poisoning. I assume if the media could find somebody who died from taking ivermectin, we would have already heard about it. I don't think anybody has died yet. It is a human medicine. You know, like it was reported that Joe Rogan took it for his COVID. Uh, I am betting you that he took the human version i don't think he was right. eating the paste for horses uh, man I, I, we did talk about this friday but god the hate for rogan incredible incredible mm-hmm. how dare he look at he took everything piece of crap yeah why wouldn't you take everything he took zinc and vitamin c too Maybe. like i mean I, I don't know has all this stuff been studied no but why wouldn't you throw the kitchen sink at something if you get sick take all the things like who cares i don't know but yeah i mean i obviously do recommend taking medicine under the supervision of a doctor generally and not trying to eat stuff from the livestock store but it's not necessarily clear how much that's happening versus people getting human ivermectin prescriptions when they can like sure take ivermectin people are saying it seems to help some people like I don't know I don't know maybe it helps maybe it doesn't I don't think there's really strong evidence for it being like a miraculous COVID cure but like go for it why not take everything like you know they they always say like the people that made the like airborne cold and flu stuff the like powder you would put in Mm -hmm. drinks remember they had to change their claims because they really yeah because it like turned out they couldn't you know claim that it really prevented or treated anything because it wasn't evaluated by the FDA like it's like a whole thing but I don't know does it hurt do we stop people from taking vitamin C because it's not proven to do as much as whatever Tamiflu like no of course not we let people take vitamin C because who cares who cares multivitamins aren't proven to do anything either we let people take those like I don't remember your Tamiflu story from a year and a half ago remember Mm -hmm. that Mm mm-hmm we were staying at a hotel because our place was being uh, deleted. Our house was being deleted. And if you're in the house right now, please uh, burn it to the ground. It was being deleted. Um, and Alice had this incredible, achy, horrible flu pneumonia thing. Uh, right as COVID was hitting the shores, but nobody, it hadn't hit the news yet. Yeah, it wasn't there wasn't like testing for right. it and yet. She was dying in this here. in this hotel room. I didn't I was fine. It she hit was... me so suddenly. It hit me so suddenly. We were out to dinner at a Mexican restaurant actually. And Right. And I just like in the middle of the meal could feel this thing coming over me. I like developed a fever at dinner and I mean like I was like putting my head down on the table. I just suddenly felt so sick. So we went back to the hotel. I had a fever of like over 101. It lasted for like more than two weeks. But like right away, the next day when I was still sick, I went immediately to an urgent care because I knew that if you get tested right away for flu and take, is it Tamiflu? Did I even say that right? I don't know, whatever. The flu thing that you take, you need to take it in the first like 24 to 48 hours and then it like knocks it out. So I went, I got tested for flu. It wasn't flu. Meanwhile, 
three out of the four kids also got sick. It was for more than two weeks. I was having to drive yeah, the kids from the hotel the to the is, school remember bus Remember what stop. the doctor said. What did the doctor say? Remember your doctor said that it was odd that he couldn't, it wasn't a flu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't flu. And they said it was odd. They were like, oh, it's probably just some viral infection. And then, you know, then it mutated into pneumonia when we went back to the urgent care a week later because we still, me and our oldest son had pneumonia. And, um, and then, you know, our pediatrician was like, this is weird because pneumonia isn't usually that contagious once two more kids had pneumonia. And, um, and so, yeah, so they were all on antibiotics and everything. And But, yeah, I ran a fever of over 101 for more than two weeks. And I was taking an insane amount. I was, like, daisy-chaining ibuprofen and Tylenol <laughs> to make it through the day. Because I was driving. Sally still wasn't sick. I was still taking her to school. We driving 20 minutes to the bus stop to take them to school every morning and then picking them up and, like, doing their activities and whatever. I probably gave half of Massachusetts COVID because it's probably what it was. But, you know, it was new then. They didn't, it wasn't supposed to be here yet. They said it wasn't here yet. So, right. but now we know it was here already. Right. So now cases are going down in New England. And I assume that we're going to have another spike as it gets colder, don't you think? Yeah, I don't think we've had our real Delta spike yet. If you look at places like Florida, uh, they've definitely had a significant number of cases. And they're not really less vaccinated than we are here. I was just reading, actually, that they've had like, this weekend alone, they gave like 56,000 booster shots to elderly and immunocompromised people. So, I mean, like they're pretty vaccinated in Florida. And if they're having this kind of spike, you know, if you have a ton of cases, you're going to have some people who get really sick and go to the hospital like it's going to happen. So, uh, you know, I think that the places that are laughing at Florida now up in the northeast and stuff when it comes when we're all inside in the wintertime, it's going to be where we'll be, by the way fully masked, socially distanced, and all those things, and it doesn't seem to, it doesn't matter, okay? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and then it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter. This is not a mask virus. I'm effing sick of it. I'm just sick of it. It's so damn stupid. The great Northeast, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, where we know so much, and we mask so well, and we're so effing preachy, and every dickhead in the world was at a store down the street here in Vermont, a, a, a nouveau hippie store. It's essentially the freaking chill mark of, uh, of Vermont with masks on, weird, ugly, bullying, lefty, super driving faces, and, uh, and, uh, and they had their masks on. They're all going to get it again. So, okay, toughies, it doesn't matter. You're all going to get it again. Your state is going to get nailed. Doesn't matter. It's going to make its way right through your effing Subaru and get to all your people and your Etsy masks, and it doesn't matter, okay? What's not going to happen is the number of deaths this time. And then what's going to happen in December and January, uh, in, uh, like last year, is it's going to spike again, probably. Uh-huh. And then it's going to spike in the south again, like it did just this year. Then it's going to spike and hit us again next year. Then something else is going to spike. Then something else is going to spike. And if you're in the, if you're somebody now who watches spikes of stuff, well, then you're going to be in total perennial freaking lockdown mode in DEFCON 1. Well, yeah. So what they're starting to say is that a lot of the countries are starting to say that COVID at this point is endemic. That doing like the Australia, New Zealand zero COVID strategy is just not going to be a long-term approach. The virus is going to be here. We have vaccines now that really, really limit your likelihood of getting seriously ill or dying. 
Just like with flu vaccines, take it, don't take it, whatever, make a decision about your life and then, you know, live with your risk profile and and move on. Because so you have countries like I think it's is it Denmark where they've said um, now like the virus is endemic. We're done. There's no more COVID restrictions. Our COVID restrictions are over. There's no more required masking. There's no more lockdown. There's no more any of that. We're done. Meanwhile, like Australia is taking the totally opposite approach. They're completely locked down. They're putting out a new app where you have to, it like randomly pings you and you have to like put a photo of your of your face mm-hmm. in the app showing where you're supposed to be. So it's like tagged with geolocation and facial recognition. Within 15 minutes, you have to reply with a selfie of yourself showing that you're where you're supposed to be or they, the police come looking for you. <laughs> I mean, like, can you... Our even... listener, Jamie B. Ellis, and Menor, <laughs> he got to another see, one. He got to see his family again, by Right, the way. but also, you, don't, you didn't get the latest thing, and there's a viral video of this. He then, because he saw his family... More than 11 nanoseconds longer than he was supposed to. He was then dragged out of his house, Alice. And I've got video of this. He was doused with gasoline and set aflame. Set ablaze. So there you go. And that's I just state. That is state run. State run. Things like that. It's true. I saw it. And okay. that's, that's because he had the audacity to go and breathe the common air for a moment. Um, where uh, now, unfortunately, everybody in... in Australia has been locked down so much that the the uh, freaking platypi run the earth down there and uh, have overtaken modern society. But that's what you get. But being zero COVID isn't going to be a strategy that's going to work in the long term. The thing is going to be here. You're not going to be able to stamp it out 100%. But, you know, you can get vaccinated. The high risk but people Alice, can get vaccinated. And then let me we ask can you move something. on with our lives. This is not. Well, yeah, th- those guys will. And other people who aren't effing crazy will. But it does this, has this not established? Much like, who are the people who who the god, sun was the god? Which ones are those? Play, the play, Egyptians? Pagans? Are those pagans? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Like the well, Egyptians is this, had a sun god. That but was is this not, like, has this not established a new religion? Or at least a new a variant, if you will? Religion? Yeah, this is a religion, I would say. Right, yeah. and now it's here forever. Oh, mm-hmm. guys, guess what? The, the winter virus solstice is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And I think, you know, like with flu or RSV normally has like more of a winter season, the virus probably will have a season. It tends to come when people are indoors more. So you have like, you know, the south is going to have a surge in the summer and the northeast is going to have a surge in the winter. And like it, it, it'll it be what it is. And like people will get sick from it. And but we won't have like the same level of death that we had in the Northeast in March of 2020. And that's like the goal here. Right. So, I mean, I think Singapore just declared it endemic and ended all their restrictions, too. Uh, and this is coming. It, and the sooner people accept it, probably the better. But there. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are not going to do OK with this, like that are still in the middle of a raging pandemic in their heads and aren't going to be OK. Um you know, with the future that are probably going to mask forever now. I think there are people like that. And, right. there, and there may be countries that take a really long time to accept this too, like Australia. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to. And also, you know, what's interesting. You know, what's interesting, Alice. Mm-hmm. We have so and institutionally, we've so wanted this to be a religion, an ongoing process that we've done nothing to change it. A year and a half ago, a year, almost two years ago now, We talked about, and I wrote about, stockpiles. Stockpiles in the stockpiles are ventilators mm-hmm. and PPE right. and N95 masks. A lot of those masks, Alice, 
hadn't been um, rotated since the swine flu of 2010. A lot of them were broken and old and decrepit or whatever. We needed a bunch of new ones. And we needed to replenish these and we needed to get them out. Uh, you know, the Chinese obviously manufactured a lot of them. They bought a lot of them from 3M so we couldn't get, get them. The Chinese were hoarding them, We had all these mass problems. Yeah, they were having Chinese nationals go into right. American home improvement stores and buy There's all a, the, the construction whole, respirators and right. mail them to China. The whole thing behind masks has been very interesting. You're right about that. Um, but so now it's a year and a half later, Alice, and those uh, recommendations still stand. No, right. and 95 is for healthcare people. Like, really? We've been doing this for how long? And no, uh, the citizens can't have the good masks? No, you have to wear the bad ones that don't work. You have to. That's the rule. And if you don't, we're going to yell at you and say that you're causing the deaths. It's like, wait a second, but you said these don't work. Can we use the, one, the ones that work? Seriously, it's like giving everybody, you know, faulty gas masks. Yeah, you have a, it's a layer of protection. It doesn't have the canister and charcoal to filter out the mustard gas to, to save you. But, I mean, it's a layer of protection. Feasibly, a stone can't get through it and into your lungs. <laughs> Something. Really, we're not giving the same thing. And also, all these... The healthcare workers time, are important, honey. We have been, and this, this goes for Australia. This goes for every Western country. We have been pouring billions and trillions of dollars into the healthcare industry from soup to nuts to fight this thing. And there's still only 11 ICU beds in hospitals? Well, most hospitals well, I understand aren't trying they, they, to they, run they at a loss. I get it. Hospitals want to be I understand. Be I understand. Hospitals are hotels. I get it. Right. They want to have... They, they want, want a be perfect cell. To, yes, they want a perfect cell. They want to be close to capacity. I get it. But you would think that by that measure, there would be a new... Measure. There would be a new way. We're done in 20 minutes, and then I'll get you ice cream, okay? I like You don't like ice cream? Okay. I'll get you chocolate, okay? Um. But thank you. Good. Okay, can you play with Cyril? I mean, Anson? Can you go play with the other guy? Thanks, buddy. So, but, but here's my thing. Is it wouldn't you by now? Why are we on the, using the same cr- criteria for measurement now that we did then why we should have new measurement now based on reality so why are we still talking about hospital rooms filled and overflowed and this it is a, there should be a new way to look at this it's guys in the elevated covid world this is what we mean by hospital rooms this is what we mean by kids in beds when it's really really rsv and not covid this is really when it's really something else and not COVID. We, there should be there should be, we should be, have a robust amount of masks and robust resources, including, and we should have robust resources, including uh, metrics and criteria to, to, um, to take care of people. All of this stuff, we've had a year and a half. In World War II, we didn't, the Japanese beat the crap out of the Navy. Obviously, you know that. And we didn't have, in 1940 anyway, we didn't have a huge infantry. We didn't have, we needed to get up armored. And, you know, FDR saw it coming in. But certainly by the beginning of the war, from 1940 to 1942, you were looking at a different country in different realities. We were ready. We We had girded for war. Why aren't we girded for 
COVID in any of these fashions. Why are we the same thing? Unless, Alice, (laughs) because why do you think? I think because there are still people attached to this idea that we're going to get to a point where there's no COVID left in the world if everybody just magically wore masks and stayed home enough that there would be no COVID and then we could go back to whatever world where there's no COVID at all. So they ha- because they specifically still believe so, in the magical thinking that a cloth mask... Okay, so they want to eradicate COVID... Here's where we are still with these outdated 2020 measurements and resources, etc. It's now, but and now it's 2022 essentially. In between your reality and where we were two years ago, what what's in the middle? What is the reason? Uh, what do you mean? Like why? We could be in a better place than we are right now. And why aren't we? Well, right, because people are attached to their religious belief that, like, cloth masks are going to make COVID go away. And, like, their belief of why that hasn't worked is just that, like, some bad Republicans out there haven't done it enough or something. They didn't Mm. stay home enough during 15 days to slow the spread, which is why it's still here. And, like, because they can't... They can't understand and accept that the cloth masks didn't work and the 15 days to slow the spread didn't work. They have to have this alternate explanation for why it didn't work. You know what I mean? They can't just move on. They've had to, they can't like readjust their idea of reality now because they have this religious belief that the cloth masks, if we all just wear the cloth masks, the COVID will be gone. Remember when Biden told us that if we wore cloth masks for 100 days, the virus would disappear? What's happening? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Remember, yes. oh, you know, and Charlie Baker holds them up in his press conference. If we all just put these little things on, <laughs> the virus would just go away. Poof. Like they, they believe that. So because they believe that they can't, they can't adjust their thinking now to the idea that cloth masks didn't work and they're going to need to have hospital capacity to handle people who've gotten COVID, you know, like, okay. So I agree with that. I agree. I think that is right. But I think there are, there are gradations. I say, Alice, to this. Uh, to this. What's happening? I put. I just. I just fixed our stabilizers. I think there are gradations to this, and let me tell you what I think. Okay. And I think that's right. But I also think that why haven't we? Why haven't we totally made the mask situation flush? We should be flush with masks. There should be a glut of N95s. There should be N95s everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every, remember after swine flu? Suddenly hand sanitizer was everywhere. It was everywhere. No getting away from it. Everywhere. everywhere, everywhere. It was absolutely all, all Is over the place. Is that when it started? Yes. And I don't even believe different in hand things sanitizer. Happened. When, you were, when I worked on a cruise ship, Ellis, when, uh, undoubtedly when we were getting towards Bermuda, towards the Bermuda Triangle, um, the, ro- the, the ship would start rolling. And whenever it would, all of the housekeepers would uh, line the, the hallways with um, um, barf bags. And so all of them, suddenly you'd wake up the next morning and suddenly there were barf bags there. And everybody knew, huh, that's interesting. And then they weren't, they weren't um, whimsically um, uh, noting such things a couple hours later. They were throwing up, you know, violently. But here's what I, here's what I think. I think that... Good. If you go in there, I think another reason why. And listen, this is is my conclusion. 
Can you fuck? I mean, can you possibly <laughs> go somewhere else now? Can you go in to see your brother? Can you get him some more chocolate, whatever it takes? <laughs> Just get him whatever it takes. Jack Daniels, whatever it takes. Thank you very much. So here's my other reason. The International Convention of Children. Everybody, here you go. <laughs> Oftentimes I thought it would be nice to have a, a small, puppy, non-toothy pit bull around that might take some direction. Not a one that would cause harm, mind you. Here we go. He's been paid off with another bar of chocolate, 300 size if it's his cocaine to... Oh, there you go. The other one has now dropped and destroyed something. Okay. You can go. All set. Thank you. There's now a broken bottle of hot sauce on the floor. Is that what that interested. is? Yes. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Can you go now, please? Okay. So here is my reason for... We, we should be refreshing these drinks, Alice, considering we're these kids. Guys, everybody... As Alice would say, social in the 90s, right? Remember that? When nope. you'd be at a bar and it was social. I wasn't at any bars in the 90s. Idiots. Remember that? We, dudes with Abercrombie hats backwards and, and what are those shirts called? Flannel shirts. Social. God, I apologize for my entire generation. Anyway, uh, so what's your big theory Thank of you. why all this happened? It's related to yours. Okay. So I want to bring up something that you'll understand. Are you familiar with the term dyke? You mean like a kind of barrier to keep water exactly. away from a city? Exactly. But what else would I mean? Of course. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes. So, um, I consider this. Mm-hmm. That we want that this, our government and healthcare people, the know-it-alls, the water's at 20 feet, the dike is 22 feet high. If they were to build a dike that's 50 feet high and the water's still at 20 feet, there's no cause for concern at all. So keep the dike at 22 feet, have the water at 20 feet. Sometimes you can see the top. Sometimes it might splash over the top. You know, you keep them on edge. And that's what this is. That's why a year and a half later, we don't have enough N95 masks. We have printed so much freaking money now. Every other third-rate goat herder in Afghanistan is a multimillionaire now. We've enriched the world by printing money. Somehow, there aren't masks falling out of the sky in this country. It is freaking remarkable. These N95 masks are not everywhere. Um, somehow, resources still, still, the hospitals stretch to capacity. You would think if there's any chance, any chance of anything stretched to anything then we would still have a thousand billion trillion FEMA ships, camps, middle of the We never even used most R- of that I understand, stuff. I understand, but you would, there should be, no, nothing in the news should say, should scream urgency at this point. But the fact that it does means we have not provided safeguards to present, prevent it. And we haven't provided safeguards to prevent it because we don't want to. Because we want everybody's GD attention, absolutely. We want... These morons are still watching Fauci today. We want people to say, oh, I got to see what this guy says. And this four foot two freaking, uh, you know, wood elf jumps up to his on his little, uh, you know, six phone books he sits on and does these hits saying, we're going to need you to do this. A little bit of precaution. Be patient. We tried it. We let our guard down. There's no guard precaution or anything left. We've got everything. All the answers are there. 
But they are not. We are put in a place here. We're, we're made to think that we're still in grave danger. And I think that is absolutely by design. Yeah. And I mean, there have been a ton of studies or like polls done on this where they'll ask people like what they think their chances are of dying of COVID. You know, like they'll ask people and people think they have like a 50% chance of going to the hospital and like a 10 or 20% chance of dying, even though they're off by orders of magnitude. Like people really think this is a very high risk thing and it's really not. I mean, but don't you think there is also a problem just from the perspective of the media with um, with the incentives for the media to be cultivating a sense of panic, right? Like for a media organization, you are getting clicks and views and everything else, not by, you know, telling people to go to normal life. Like you've worked in media. You know how this is in the summer when people have other stuff to do. You know, the radio has less listeners. Fewer people are looking at the newspaper website unless there's like a presidential election or something big is happening. You know, being in the middle of a scary pandemic is like a gift to media organizations. Right. And for it takes a little bit of clever dancing because initially everybody almost uh, in unison took down paywalls and subscriber um, requirements. And then slowly, as you make ancillary stories out of the straight metrics and data, mm-hmm. you, you, you've reapplied all the paywalls, et cetera. But, but absolutely, yes. And as a matter of fact, we had numbers of meetings that were all about uh, just SEO of search terms and what to use and what not to use. Use COVID, use COVID. Don't use coronavirus. That's not hitting. Use COVID. You know, this and that and this and that. There's no doubt about that. It makes a lot of money. But also, I think that not only that, not only does it make a lot of money, but a lot of people who work in media, especially broadcast media, mm-hmm. um, especially te- television, have big degrees and small brains. And a lot of them are absolute cowards and are scared right now. And that's what we're dealing with. I mean, Yamiche Alcindor works in the White House before she goes to Columbia Broadcasting Systems for however many hundred thousand thousands of dollars and then punches in at PBS. She is an influencer. She's got a tiny dumb person brain, but she disseminates information to people and wisdom to people. And she's just one of many. Our media is mm-hmm. dumber than ever. Well, yeah. And Don people- Lemon is, look, some people watch TV and look at him and say, you know what? I'm learning something here. And he's a small brain. Cuomo is a small brain. There's no, there's, there's small brains on every side as well. Believe me. Mm-hmm. But the, oh, that's yeah. what these people are. No, I mean, I, but I think too, I mean, like confirmation bias is a thing too, where people want stories that reaffirm what they already think, right? And that's the stories that they're going to share and that they're going to post and all this stuff. And I mean, I think like all like all sides do have to be careful of this because we all have that urge when we like see a headline that says, you know, Oh, you know, if you're a person who wants COVID to be a thing and like you're seeing the headline that like hospitals are full of kids with COVID or conservatives are eating horse paste, like you have the urge to share that because it proves the point, like the argument you were in with your friend last week about how conservatives are so dumb. It like proves the point you were making. So you're like more likely to go out there and share it because you already agreed with it, you know? And so you see stories and, and like conservatives do the same thing. You see stories that confirm what you already think and then you go out there and you share that because it's making the point that you want to make right so but it's been interesting this week I never even actually ended up getting to my thing about the Rolling Stones story about the ivermectin 
where they had this doctor go out there and say like, oh, the hospitals are all full of people who are overdosing on ivermectin and we've had to turn gunshot victims away from the ER because <laughs> it's so full picture. of people who are... you see the are... picture of the gunshot victims? No, I they didn't. Had, they published a picture. Oh. They're all wearing heavy coats and they're in line. It's mm-hmm. remarkable, Alice. They're absolutely really gunshot victims. They're just waiting there. <laughs> <laughs> so... They had this guy go on and say this, and Rolling Stone did a big article about it. I mean, I think at this point, Rolling Stone only publishes stories that are just made up. Yeah, because- that's what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> so- Rolling Onion at this point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know, but they like, so then this story like got shared everywhere, and people were like, not the onion, can't make this up, you know, because, but it turned out it was made up because Rolling Stone they still have the story up but they've put an update at the top of the story this should have just been they should have just taken this down but instead it has an update at the top now Northeastern Hospital System Sequoia issued a statement although Dr. Jason McElia is not an employee of NHS Sequoia he is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room with that said Dr. McElia has not worked at our Salisaw location in over two months NHS Sequoia has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. Now, that's not a big number. This None is, is not a big number. We this includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. All patients who have visited our emergency room have received medical attention as appropriate. Our hospital has not had to turn away any patients seeking emergency care. Mm. So there you go. We're going to have more of that So, but stuff. how is the story still up now? I know, but there's a bunch <laughs> of those, Alice. There's been a bunch of those stories. Talking about have... them all week. The USA Today had to do a huge rewrite as well. These people are nuts. And they're not only, they're keeping the stories up, the original stories up, and adding editor's notes that totally discredit the rest of the story. This is unheard of. But that's the new, you make a great point. That's the new model. Put it up there. Put the fantastic tabloidy inquirer story up there first. Splash with it. Get all the clicks, and then we'll dial it back in a couple days with an editor's note. And that's how the life of a story, it's flim-flammery at its its worst. It's hard because sometimes also things get called fake that aren't fake. So, like, for example, we talked about on this show a while ago the Wee Spa story, right? And the Wee Spa story spawned into this thing. So the story was there's this viral video this woman posted of her going off in this spa in, is it in L.A., San Francisco? Somewhere in California. And, you know, because a man had been in the women's part of the spa and was exposing themselves around women and children in the spa, right? And so there was a big argument about the trans-inclusive policy and this whole thing. And it was like on Tucker Carlson. It was everywhere. We talked about it. We played a bunch of the video of the dude being like, was it a trans woman? Are you aware that trans women can have penises too? Like all like whatever. Anyway, so it was a whole thing. And then all these after it had been like everywhere and there was a big argument about it. There were protests. The protests got violent because the Proud Boys were there and Antifa was there and they were fighting and whatever. But then Left-wing media all decided that the whole story was just fake. They decided that the whole story was a hoax. So, like, for example, we have, like, Slate in July. Violence over an alleged transphobic hoax shows the danger of underestimating anti-trans hate. Police reportedly suspect the viral L.A. Weespa video is fake, but it still got two people stabbed. Um, So they're saying police are now treating the social media post as a hoax. There's no charges. Nothing happened. There was no trans customer in the place. Here's the Guardian from the UK Mm -hmm. saying the same thing. 
A nightmare scenario how an anti-trans Instagram post led to violence in the streets, uh, the unsubstantiated allegations, police believe it's now a hoax, right? Uh, here's from a queer source, queer voices, yep. was an alleged trans incident at Wee Spa, a hoax, et cetera, et cetera. Well... Uh, not right now, but we're leaving soon. Yep. So. Soon. Okay. Soon we will. Anson. Okay. Well, as it turns out, it's not a hoax. It was actually true, and we're going to have a lot more about that when uh, when we talk about it uh, on in a moment on the other show. Um, Alice, you can handle him if you want to, and I can talk for a second as I go. But I want to tell you guys, we're going to have, uh, so the point is, and we'll talk about more about how this thing blew up right in the left's face. Alice, there's documentation um, about the Wii Spot thing. They tried to say it was fake, 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 fake. We played all the audio right here, and it was absolutely disgusting what they've done, and it, these people are absolute frauds. So we're, um, we'll talk about that in a, uh, a bit as well. So, uh, But I do want to, before we leave you guys and pop over to Patreon, I do want to mention one of the reasons I bring up old accents and dialects where where that um, is that personally, maybe you have this with your own grandparents and parents, is that they used to say native. Native? Hello, native? As a native, but native, which is why I like this version of this song. Fifteen cars and fifteen restless riders. Three conductors and 24 sacks of mail All along the southbound Odyssey The train rolls out of Kankakee And moves along past houses, farms and fields Passing trains that have no name And switch yards full of old black men And graveyards full of rusted automobiles Good morning, America, how are you? Say, don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm a train. I'm your native son. I like it. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll talk about you not getting to like Johnny Cash. Why am I oh, not no, allowed you don't to get, like No, Johnny you don't Cash. get to like him. No, no, you don't get to like him. Sorry <gasps> about that. And maybe you don't get to like him either, by the way, depending on how you came about him. And I'm not accept the fact that because it became a thing in Rick Rubin in the 90s, unearthed Johnny Cash and Nine Inch Nails had him on, that you suddenly get to like him. You don't just get to like him. You didn't just get to like The Doors because of the movie either, which we'll take up as well. That's just one of the many things uh, coming. Um, okay, so great. So you can, we're going to do another segment of the show over on Patreon. Um, that is uh, patreon.com slash burn barrel. We're also on Twitter. Uh, that's burn barrel pod, facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast, burn barrel podcast.com. You can email us burn barrel podcast at gmail.com. Um, all things like that. We're on YouTube. We're on rumble. Find our channel, subscribe, leave an Apple podcast review, all things Say like that. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.